Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Bud Pod 202. 202. More fun stuff for you. It goes on. Um, it goes back to our non-live ways, Pierre. It's, it's now weird not to have an audience in a way. Yes, and, and stranger for me, because I'm recording this from the basement of 21 Soho, where we got ready backstage for the live podcast. So it's a, like a it's like one of those documentaries where the guy who used to be in the band goes back to the stadium with their biggest ever gig. Yeah, you're returning to the scene of the crime, like they always do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, do, you, do you think that's true? Do you think if you burgled a priceless piece of art, you'd go back to the museum the next day just to watch the panic? Um, I don't know. I think I think you want to be caught in that situation. You mm. want to be caught. You want people to um, be impressed with how clever you are. Yeah, I think I probably would. You know, I, I, I yeah, I take it as a challenge. I'd want to see how the gallery looks without the sculpture now. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and, and I'd want to hear people going, "Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? What happened? Did you hear? Oh, it's terrible. Priceless, it was priceless." You want to overhear um, someone I'm, saying, "This is the this is the work of some dastardly genius." Yes, I want to hear someone say, "He struck again." That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Did you see that news story of that that very valuable sculpture that was knocked over by a lady in a gallery in America? Yes, the Jeff Koons balloon dog. Jeff Koons balloon uh, dog. Yes. The lady just like tapped it with a finger. She just got in real close and went, mm, doink, and knocked it over. Um, and I, 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 I don't, I've always found it strange how susceptible to idiots galleries are. Yeah. Um, and it turns out with good reason because you can't just knock shit over. I, I assume they'd be like snipers or something. Or, or like secret glue. Or secret glue. I didn't think the the sculpt would just be loose on the pedestal. Yeah, this is it. But I think this makes more sense to me because it was a a Jeff. It is Jeff Koons, isn't it? That sounds right. Yeah. Are you familiar with his oeuvre? Yes, I am. I'm familiar with the balloon yeah. dogs. Jeff Koons. Yes, that's right. I'm familiar with the balloon dogs because I remember someone making fun of them by saying, uh, re- recaptioning a photo of them in a Ladybird kids book saying, this is a piece of art only an investment banker can. Oh, no, it was um, a venture capitalist. Right. So I've seen it satirized as like by, by you know, I mean, he's 68, apparently. But th- these days, it's very much like art for venture capitalists. So the person who prodded it was like a character from fucking uh, uh, American Psycho, you know. <laughs> she, right, right, right. She's like, it's perfect. Not even that. Just like, wow, look at this little, and then just, just smashed it. Because yeah, what I, what I guess what I'm saying is, I don't think a gallery showing of this guy's work is filled with the same reverential nerds as a Dutch Masters exhibit. 
Right, okay, it's more Instagrammy. I think it's full of people having martinis uh, and being taken there to, to, to be impressed by people who can afford a $40,000 sculpture. Imagine if this lady knocked it over and was like, oh no, I'm so sorry, oh my god. And then when in, in, like, she bent over and someone saw on her, her underpants said, just stop oil. <laughs> she's wearing just stop oil underpants. Um, what about and if... Maybe this is the next step in, in, in their protests. Secret pants-based activism. Yes, yes. Secret accidental destruction. Yeah, d- oops. Yeah, like the mafia. Be a, that's a nice, excessively priced sculpture. Be a shame if something were to, were to happen to it. Yeah, that could be it. It's uh, what if what if someone she's tipped it over, right? She goes, ooh, and it smashes, and everyone goes, oh my god, and everyone's horrified. And then you hear, and it's Jeff Koons himself, slow clapping coming from like yeah. the shadows and you look down and it's smashed but inside is like a treasure map or some sweets ah and some sweets and he says i've been waiting 40 years for someone to smash that dog <laughs> that's why i balanced it so precariously on that wobbly pedestal now they're all insured but do you think this lady has had to pay anything herself probably not the i think the gallery said she didn't mean to i wonder what i wonder how, yeah i wonder how obvious she'd have had to make it to in order for them to go she meant to do that yeah she just, like clothed lined the thing or just pick it up and threw it at the wall i guess it's also heavily insured that maybe they're kind of pleased because they finally got their their money's worth from the insurance yeah because like None. It, it, it's They've worse. Kind of sold so, it in a way, it, right? Huh? They've sort of sold it. They've kind of sold it. Yeah, they've sold it. Um, and then he could do something cool, like exhibit the pieces or glue it back together with gold, like that Japanese ceramics thing. Apparently, um, a collector has already bought the shattered pieces. Yeah, of course. There you go. Double money. Amazing. Double money. This is that fucking um, shredded Banksy all over again. Remember when he put that automatic, the, the, the automatic shredder yeah. in, in the in the frame? But this is the thing. And then, someone, and then the price went up after it had been shredded? Yeah, well, this is the, so much of this stuff is made by and for, like, speculators anyway. Yeah. So if, if, if getting smashed is just like, oh, whatever, yeah. It, obviously, it wasn't in any real sense worth $40,000. Like, it wasn't made of $40,000 worth of titanium. No, no. There's hardly any dog in it. No. <laughs> Obviously, that's filled with dog blood. That's what makes it art. But uh... <laughs> do you are you good at do you have art in your home? Are you good at like buying uh, buying art for your home? I need to do more of that. I'm so shit at it. I've got some, but I wouldn't call it like art like art that where you go, oh, that's art. I've I've got I honestly I've got two enormous plastic like children's Lego tubs filled with art materials is the main thing I have. Ah, I have a fucking easel right. that I never use. I have an easel. Life hack: paint your own art and save pound sign pound sign pound sign <laughs> with this one simple trick. And. And art, one art, pound art, sign art, 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 dealers, art dealers hate this <laughs> This one uh, weird man. trick. Yeah. <laughs> you could just buy paint from a shop called an art shop. 
But they don't sell art. They sell the means to make your own art. In the same way the supermarket sells food, but it's not food yet. <laughs> You've got to plop it all together, really. Yeah, I've, I, I need to... I need to among the many other things I need to do, Phil, I need to get back to using some of that stuff because it's just sitting there doing nothing. And I've got all these like stacks of little sketch pads. And it's also because I have a lot of it as gifts. I'm not an easy person to buy gifts for. People go, Pierre wants to go back to doing more art. I'll get him some, some nice paper. Do you think you're good enough to replicate famous paintings? Ooh, I think... It depends on the era, doesn't it? Because when you hear about people doing those fake paintings from like the Dutch masters period 400 years ago, they're like, they get, they mm. get linseed oil and then they put it in the oven for a bit to kind of like dry it out and put some cracks into the surface. And they, they like practice the signatures of these guys over and over again. And you need oil paint mm. and it has to be – it can't be like modern oil paint where the yellow comes from like cadmium. It has to be like egg yolk oil paint. Right, right, right. Like, and they put so much effort into the ingredients and stuff. That that's probably. I mean, uh, the, this modern art film. I think a child could uh, imitate them. Um, with this modern art, you probably just need an egg. You probably just crack <laughs> an egg onto a piece of paper and sell it for a million pounds. People would clap. The woke mob would uh, call you a genius. It's just, I like it when they get mixed up. <laughs> yeah. The woke climate change mob. <laughs> I like I like it when they get mixed up. I like it when they. You see, some I saw a clip of that terrible Roseanne stand-up because she got fired from her show for being crazy or whatever. Yeah, and now she's doing like a I've been cancelled sort of massive stand-up show. Um, yeah, and one of the things was like one of the one of the punchlines was something like, "How about your pronouns should be get a job." <laughs> and it's like I don't think people with different pronouns are famously unemployed <laughs> yeah. what does that mean <laughs> I, just, I love it when they get mixed up because it never makes any sense it's always just like uh, why don't you recycle some of these rubles you commie it's like what what do you think this is uh-huh. What do you How, think? Um, what's the it, basement like? The basement is the air is thick with humidity. We're under the ground in London, and so the air it's it's like breathing the air in um, a historical a exhibit, like the London Dungeon or something, where you go, oh, it's quite yes. damp down here, isn't it? You don't want to spend all day down here. Yes. Yeah, listeners, you might notice that Pierre sounds particularly dank this mm. week. Yes, it. It's, but um, I think you, I think that room that room is actually acoustically better than the room rooms we normally record in. So you probably sound much higher quality than me this week. There's a chance, yeah. I'm surrounded by sound-blocking foam and and similar th- devices and so on. Whereas um, I've surrounded myself with sort of cardboard and symbols. <laughs> and sort of mirrors and just, to bounce sound as much as possible. Yeah. Just, just hard but wobbly walls. <laughs> Yeah, that, things that vibrate yeah. at great speed and, and low frequency and no, it's it's the air is heavy. It's I sort of I'm breathing, but I'm breathing slowly, like it like I'm eating something heavy. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah, you got that air that you chew. You need to chew that air. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of freaking me out now. Do you think you could... Have you ever talked yourself into a phobia? Oh, all the time. I yeah. think when I was a kid, um, I'd just be in the bath and go, imagine if there was a shark in this bath and then I'd just have to jump out of the bath. It's mad that, isn't it? Especially when you're a kid. You just yeah. think, how powerful is my... What is it? Imagination? Fear response? Oh, it's a lovely combination of anxiety and imagination. <laughs> I have such a furtive, busy imagination. I can, I can create a scare out of anything. That'd be a funny compliment on your school report. Phil could, Phil can be scared of anything if he puts his mind to it. <laughs> I can be lying in bed and I could go, "Did I leave the garden on fire?" And then I'll have to, and then I I will have to go down and make sure the garden isn't on. I I made sure to blow out the garden before I went to bed. You're a big um, you're a big double checking guy. That's true. I'm a checker. I'm a checker. For you're sure. a chubby checker. <laughs> yeah. yeah i need to stop my checking i've known you for a long time I need to keep, on the, keep a check on the checking that's what i need to do i need to keep yeah. a check on the checking make sure that you aren't checking as much yeah just check in every now and then <laughs> and think how much have i checked things today um only once because obviously when i leave my flat i lock my flat obviously that's what i do but only yeah. once have I got halfway to the tube station and gone. I, I don't know if I've done it or not. And I've had to go back and look. And, and every other That's time. That's happened once. Yeah, but I've let it happen once. Every other time that instinct happens, I, I managed to suppress it. And was it unlocked? No. No. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But your brain just goes, what if a disaster has happened? And you you just have to <laughs> say to that goblin, well, it hasn't, though. And yeah. just pray you're right. Yeah, don't embarrass yourself in front of the goblin. The brain goblin will never let you forget it. It doesn't let you forget anything um, else. Speaking of goblins, um, you might hear some construction goblins coming into my oh. microphone. Because the... Uh, Wonderfully, the house right opposite has has just embarked upon what looks like an enormous side return project. Ooh. Do you know what they're doing? Yeah. There's... Sorry. What are they doing? What's well, a side return, Pierre? They're um. What is that? They expand. There is when uh, a classic English ter- terrace house. They expand the kitchen so that it takes up the whole width. Of the plot, as it were. So you lose like this that sort of side alley of garden, but you oh. gain a big dining area in your kitchen. Yes. It's a classic, of, it's a classic renovation. Yes. Often, uh, for listeners in other countries, um, English housing is tiny and bad, and often there is a pointless, soggy, dark path next to the house. <laughs> yeah, I think the idea was, mm, well, perhaps a tenant would like to take... A stroll on an evening. Or just, um, what if the milkman thinks you're dead and wants to come knock at an equally tiny back door? Yes. So this, yeah, but they've literally just started and there is going to be so much work and there's going to be noise for weeks. Love it. You love background noise. It's your favorite. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. I think I love it even more than foreground noise. Sometimes I'm like, get rid of this foreground noise. I want to hear them, that background. I want to hear that tap dripping. Are you going to be that neighbor who 
knows that they can't do anything past X o'clock and it goes and tells them. Oh, um, I need to check up on the laws, the rules. There'll be some timing rules, definitely. Is there a weekend rule? Can they work on Saturdays? Mm, it is different hours. They, they check. It might be a council thing, but yeah, you could be that guy there tapping your watch. Hey, 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 hey. Tools down, boys. Yeah. Oh, man. If I weren't so afraid of builders, I might just do that. <laughs> if I was a builder, I'd be delighted with rules like that. I'd be like, oh, well, guess I have to, n- to stop breaking my back for these people. Well, that's true. That's true. Maybe they're happy. They're like, they're, they're, you're like their knight in shiny armor. You're, you're the opposite of the kid that puts his hand up and says, Miss, you forgot their homework. <laughs> oh, speaking of reminders, mm. Pierre... This mm. Sunday, our episode of World's Most Dangerous Roads yes. is being broadcast on Dave. It's on Dave. It's being broadcast. It's at, do we know what time it's at? No, I'm just looking that up now. Yeah. Me and Phil driving around Lesotho. Driving around Lesotho, we're having a chat. It's Bud Pod on Wheels. It's Bud Pod on Wheels. Me and Phil. Driving around Lesotho, everybody's watching, and so can you too. So T-O-O. can you who? So, and so can you who want to see it. Do watch it and tweet about it if you like it, because then it'll make us look really popular. And then we can both be like uh, the new guys who drive motorbikes down Africa. <laughs> like um, guy who looks like Richard Herring and guy from Trainspotting. I'm trying to find the, pl- the broadcast time and mm. oh, for fuck's sake, it's very difficult to find out what time TV shows are on. Do you know what it is this? Yeah, it is, it is tough. They seem to think that that information is, is uh, like uh, privileged in some way. Like you're asking, uh, like, they're going, I, I, I don't think that's any of your business actually when the show's on. I don't think you need to know. It's like, it's like TV has given up on itself. Yes. Linear TV, you know? Yes, I agree with that. Most Dangerous Roads, Dave. I literally give up looking for the time that this TV show is on. It's on in the evening. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but but then it'll be on UK TV Play afterwards. It's on UK TV Play now, actually. So you can just watch it now. I don't know why they've already put it on. But you can watch it on UK TV Play right now. We'll see yeah. me and Pierre driving around the Sutu. But we're only going to. I be, think some um, podpods already have already seen it and they've tweeted about it. Yes, thank you for the nice tweets. Do t- just tweet about it if you enjoy it, whether you see it in advance or not. But me and Phil are saving it for Sunday, like uh, God intended. Yes. Yes. We're saving um, it for Sunday. It's going to be a lovely treat. Um, yeah, lovely I can't, treat. I, I cannot find the time treat. either. Lovely treat. Yeah, it, I it's, agree. It's, with, it's really hard. I agree with what you said though about um, it is like TV's given up on itself. Like, like they're like, they're like so they're so bruised and battered by the internet and streaming and 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 pay per view and Sky and whatever. Else. They're just sort of going. Well, there's probably no point in even saying when things are on. No one yeah. will even listen. Yeah, TV's become like an incel. Yeah. Yes. People don't even want nice TV anymore. They want mean TV. 
Oh, they it's want on Chad a- TVs. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight p.m. this Sunday. 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 Phil and Pierre Sunday, Sunday. drive around a tiny African country this Sunday. 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 It's dangerous roads, roads, roads in the mountainous kingdom of Lesotho, Sotho, Sotho. Did they survive? Only one way to find out. <laughs> Tune in. Sunday, 8pm, on Dave. I, I think we're the best at being on the TV. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I've always said this about us. We are the best, maybe in the world, at being on TV. Just being on TV. Yeah. It just comes th- very naturally to us. <laughs> I think if you showed some American executives or executives in China, Australia, Nigeria, anywhere in the world, they would look and they'd go, we've never seen people as good at being on TV as these guys. <laughs> people would be – cigars would be dropping from lips is all I'm saying. Um, Pierre, do you want to start um, some correspondence now? Can you get get through yeah. a chunk of it? Yeah. Ring letters, letters emails, correspondence. Um we have a correspondence policy now, everyone. We're going to do we're going to do more modern correspondence to fix the time travel issue, but we will be doing big old batches of correspondence specials for the backlog. So don't worry. You'll, we will get to you. Big old batches of backlog. And then we will release them on days where we're away. Or, um, I mean, you and me are going to be on tour together. I'm doing your support for a lot of the tour coming up soon as well. Yes. We can do some road recordings as well. Whatever. Mix it up. But we're, we're trying to modernize here. Um, so we're going to solve a pr- two problems at once. Two birds, two birds, one poo. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to s- splatter two birds with one poo and catch up to the modern day in the email and create a sort of um, military reserve of ed- ep- episodes. Yes. That we can uh, call upon. Yes, a sort of dad's army of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, TA. Yes. A territorial army of episodes. Absolutely. Um, Dustin gets in touch. Dustin, you've been busting to tell us about this. Yeah. He says, greetings to the brothers P. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Praise redacted, blah, blah, blah. Um, well, more fool you for this next comment, Dustin. Recently, which is probably four years ago, based on correspondence rates. Well, 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 well. Not so. It's only two years, actually. So, <laughs> in this who case, looks silly now? It's only ten days, Dustin. When we're reading this, wow, incredible! Imagine. Recently, you spoke about Phil's lovely trip to see some old things in Greece. Yeah, we went mm. to Athens, innit? Went to that Acropolis. <laughs> oh, we went loco up on Cro- Acropopo. You went loco on Acropopo. Specifically, the old falling apart Parthenon. I believe yeah. Pierre mentioned that he would much rather see a perfect replica of something like that than the shitty original model. Not my words, but yes. 
Yeah, um, controversial. I do have some wonderful news for you. In Nashville, we have a Tiscale, perfect replica of the Parthenon. <gasps> no way! I need to see this. Yeah. He says, the Nashville Parthenon. Nashville, two-scale, perfect replica of the Parthenon, complete with a giant gold statue of Athena. Oh, my God. And it's Look much it. better condition yeah, than a rundown shack they call a historic site. 4.6 stars on Google reviews. Wow. It's an art museum in Nashville, Tennessee. <gasps> wow. I can't believe the home of country music is also the home of um, the cult of Athena. We just love her wisdom. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. Yeah, Google it, guys. This is so it's sick. worth a look. That is really cool. Wow, it's, it's really impressive. And you think it's going to be gaudy, but it's actually quite tasteful. I don't think they fully painted the marbles, though. It looks like they've painted the red background and left the white. Like Yeah, the, the statue of Goddess Athena inside is, um, is colored, but... Uh, the statues on the outside are not, which I think is correct. I think that's the right choice. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'd never heard of this. This is great. How long before some incredibly right-wing Christians try and like smash it up, though? Like what happened in real life? Heathens! Those people are worshipping an owl goddess. They're pagans in our midst. Yeah. Are there any Very ancient cool. Greek uh, uh, sort of like Zeus-worshipping country music musicians? Hmm. So ancient we'll Greek country music. Yeah. I sacrificed my cow to Zeus and now I've got a new hat. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> well, thanks, Dustin. That's a great bit of yeah. um, that's a great bit of info. Dustin says, also, we had a mayor from 1987 to 1991 named Bill Boner. Oh, fantastic. There are a few boners in American politics, it seems. Mayor Bill Boner. Is it B-O-E-H-N-E-R? No, it's just Boner. So his name is Dick wow, Boner. Wow, B-O-N-E-R. Dick Boner, William Boner, Willie Boner. There's no hiding from that. It's just they are. You can't say that. Oh, it's actually called, pronounced Boner or Burner. Yeah, they try that. It's just flat up Boner. No, it's it's. You might as well just shake someone's hand and go, "Hi, I'm a, I'm I'm penis." <laughs> I'm penis. I'm a big swinging penis. I'm a, I'm sorry. A penis. How are you pronouncing that? Nice to penis. Meet you. Uh, penis. P e n i s. Like the penis. Like the cock. <laughs> like the piss comes out. <laughs> Because they're being polite <laughs> and they're assuming it must be a different spelling. No, 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 penis. Like, um, like yeah, jizz, piss, you know. <laughs> and they're nodding like they want you to stop, they don't, like, speak more quietly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Hi, I've got an appointment. Gosh, imagine, walking through penis. Ta- imagine walking through Nashville, listening to all the music in the country, and you look to your left and there's just the Parthenon. <laughs> Oh, I went to the Parthenon to meet old William Penis. <laughs> Dustin says he was also a substitute teacher I had when I was in school. That's brutal. Wait, wait, wait. The mayor was a substitute teacher for Dustin. I don't think necessarily at the same time. Yeah, right. So pre-mayor, Mayor Boner was a substitute teacher. <laughs> Mayor Called Boner. Called Mr. Boner. 
<laughs> mea bona. Mea bona. That's like mea culpa, but instead of saying my fault, it's when you you want to fess up to having a bona. Yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. Mea bona. Yeah. <laughs> someone's got a boner in here. Yep. Sorry, mea bona. Mea yeah, bona. Sorry, mea bona. Mea, mea maxima bona. <laughs> I've got a, a real huge huge one on now. A bunch of sexy dancers come on stage. Uh, Mayor Bona, you put your hands up. Mayor Bona, sorry guys. <laughs> I have to go. Mayor Bona. I, yeah, I, I, wouldn't it be funny if in room people you just went, does someone have a Bona? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you start opening windows. Okay, who's got a Bona? <laughs> who's got a boner in here guys someone's someone's like don't look at me I haven't even eaten today hoo boy y'all missed a hell of a day down at the Acropolis them philosophers were in there debating what means it means is a man a human man and some feller said it was a featherless biped and this other feller well, he took uh, exception to that, and so he he shows up. He's gone and plucked a chicken, taken a hen, a rooster or something, and it's still alive, man, that seemed cruel, and showed up with it and said, Behold a man. He said, Look at this. This is your definition, you fucking moron. And, of course, it's turned to fighting and brawling. But twere a good point he made, I thought. Yeah, that ain't a man. That's a featherless bird. So it's like a hell of a... So, something like that happens every weekend around here near the temple or the square with the Plato and other guys like that are there. He said... Uh, he asked a, a fella, One of those fellers said, is, is seawater... Is it toxic? And of course, I being a, <laughs> being a dumbass, I said yes. And he said, well, what if you're a fish? Well, that had me stumped. I mean, <laughs> he's right. If you're a fish, it's it's not toxic. It's opposite. You live inside it, so fair enough. To, it's toxic and not toxic. It just it, the answer is it depends. And uh, arm wrestling. There's a lot of arm wrestling as well. So anything and some banjo. So it's a good it's a good time. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> um, mm, who is this? Ian. 
Ian. Wow, mm-hmm. we do get interesting names on the show. Ian, are you seeing this? The, your correspondence? Wow. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Um, Ian says, Dear meat and two veg. That's funny. Nice. Yeah. Which one would you like to be? Well, I mean, considering the amount of beef you eat, you're definitely meat. <laughs> There's I a think, reason I, I we eat to you, the meats that we eat. <laughs> compared to you, I'm a vegetarian and I, I eat meat. So yeah. I think, yeah, you're, you're meat and I'm two veg. <laughs> <laughs> Which two veg? Um, Broccoli and cabbage. Yes, that's good. Europe and Asia. These are my favorite veg. I think that's Europe and Asia there. True, true, true. Um, dear meat and two veg, I'm an aspiring pistorian, currently around the 100 mark. Um, many good luck on your travels. Yes, physicians do not recommend, but I can see you've already started. May Athena guide your way. May Billy Boner guide your way. (laughs) May she bestow upon thee the wisdom she hath clearly bestowed on William Boner. (laughs) Um, Currently around the 100 mark and have finally felt sufficiently qualified to write in with a couple of morsels, which I hope you will judge worthy of the Bud Pod canon. It's a nice sentiment. We shall see. Beginning with Hitler, as we must. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I start all my stories. Yeah. A few weeks ago on Twitter, I came across a post about the Führer. While the description is undeniable, I do feel it lacks the required gravitas when describing the horrors of the Third Reich. I attach a screenshot for your judgment. So it's a tweet about an article about the Third Reich or about Hitler. Mm. It just says, this is a sensationally good piece of journalism, perhaps the best I've ever read. And if you read it all the way through, you'll see why. I think that's fine. Well, I think it, um, it sounds like a bit of an overstatement. Really? The best piece of journalism you've ever read? It's definitely clickbaity, but it's not about Hitler. I mean, uh, to be fair, it's unfortunate because the picture that shows up when this guy's linking to the article, it, it, it's a massive picture of Hitler. It's always got to be. It's always got to be for... For a culture that apparently hates Hitler, they sure do like they sure do like a photo of the guy. Yeah, it's um you can't if 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 a newspaper article has got anything to do with Hitler, you don't want to bury that. No. The History you Channel want, knows this very well. Where would the History Hitler Channel be without center. Hitler? Yeah. Uh but the real meat of what I would like to write to you about is the following. Sidestepping the poo and going straight to the wanking. Yep. <laughs> as as I often have to do at an orgy. Because <laughs> you were late. <laughs> ah, I missed the pooing. Ah, sidestep that. Ah. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much I would hate it if orgies began with a small session of what they call the pooing. <laughs> right, empty yourselves out, everyone. It's for the good yeah, of the orgy. That would be horrible. Um, that would really make the orgy gross. <laughs> it's good, it's a good phrase to start at the beginning of a meeting, like it's a well-known metaphor. Right, guys, let's sidestep the poo and get straight to the wank. 
<laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks. So, uh, Ian says, sidestepping the poo and going straight to the wanking, I would like to share with you a tale about a colleague. We shall call him Marco. 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 Who one night after work shared a little too much. Shared a little too much. Mm, as in said too mm. much he. Yes. When he was a young lad, Marco was blessed with a sacred time between his arrival home from school and his working parents' arrival home a little later. Ah, unsupervised child time. A window. Unsurprisingly, he spent the vast majority of this Elysium. <laughs> What's Elysium? It's uh, the sort of Roman heaven. Ah. The fields of Elysium are the fields of wheat and gladiator ah. in his yes. in heaven. Yes. Ah. Very good, very good. Unsurprisingly, he spent the vast majority of this Elysium exploring the joys of penile manipulation. (laughs) Imagine him tying it up like balloon animals. Yes, the original Jeff Koons. (laughs) Um, Fortunately for him, his family had an eloquent and enthusiastic dog. Eloquent. Yeah. An eloquent dog. Well, like Mm. Brian from Family Guy. Yes. And Marco would be alerted to the imminent arrival of his parents by the faithful hound barking out its greeting. Oh, I see. Mm. Very good. So it's like a wanky guard dog. Yeah. A wank hound. A canary in the coal mine. A canary in the wank (laughs) mine. A canary in the wank mine. (laughs) Oh wow, that's so not wow, what kind of, he's friendly. What kind of dog is that? Oh, it's a wank hound. Um <laughs> They were bred to alert people when someone was coming to their house so they had, could stop wanking. Um obviously these <laughs> days they're mainly just they're so good with they're so amenable, they're just good pets. Oh wow, that's interesting. Gosh. <laughs> they're good guard dogs, but only because they think intruders are about to interrupt a wank yeah but and, it's effectively the same yeah and then when you get them new um you do have to have a few wanks just to show them <laughs> like if you you know our dog we don't do it anymore we've got kids now but we we still like to sh- we shut the bathroom door and he, he goes and stands by the front door it's, it's you've got to indulge them you know it's what they're for it's what they're for um <laughs> So, yes, Marco would be alerted to the imminent arrival of his parents by the faithful hound's bark. And so upon hearing this alarm, Marco would finish up as quickly as he could to avoid being caught in any uncompromising circumstances. Or compromising circumstances. Yeah, sure. Fine, yes. Returning to the recent past, our intrepid hero, perhaps unwisely, divulged details of his previous night's conquest. Mm. Okay, so fast forward. This is where he's sharing too much. Okay. We shall call the lady Gina. Okay. Marco and Gina. After meeting in a bar and hitting it off big time, they found themselves back at Gina's place engaging in filth. (laughs) (laughs) Engaging in filth. Sure. (laughs) Shall we engage in filth? Would you like to come back to my boudoir? We could engage in filth, perchance. 
<laughs> but unfortunately, cream. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we have a poo time first? <laughs> Get an orgy. But unfortunately for Marco, around 30 seconds into the act, a passing dog barked outside the open window and he came immediately. No, that's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Pavlov's dog. Pavlov's he, coming dog. He titles it Pavlovian Ejaculation. Yes, of course. He, and he, Pavlovian he, he signs off. Here ends today's sermon. Bumbai and Koji. Bumbai to you. Bumbai, Ian. That's good. Bumbai, Ian. Thank you very much. That's great. That's impressive. Um... It's impressive skill. It's impressive. Uh, I, 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 I think that's true. You reckon that's true? It has the hallmarks of some urban myths, but it's not like exaggerated or, or like trying to be too like uh, urbandictionary.com. That's right. It isn't. That's right. It isn't mega gross, is it? The, the 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 finale isn't like horrible, so it probably is true. I think in the hands of most liars. And myth makers, the dog would somehow get involved. They love a bit of that. Yeah. Or some parent would walk in on them or something. Or yeah. they'd come on the dog or they'd fuck the dog or they'd eat the dog <laughs> or they'd put the dog in her ass or whatever. <laughs> and he came home and he had the dog in his ass. What, the whole dog? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. My friend said it. My friend it's said true. it. It's true. That's why spaniels have got those long tails, because you pull them out of the guy's bum like you pull it out of a, a rabbit's den. <laughs> and the dog never barked again. There's always some like consequence to it. <laughs> um, thank Thanks, you, Ian. Ian. We have a message from Thomas from Edinburgh. Thomas, what do you want from us? Oh, that's good. That's new, I think. Thank you. Yeah, because we got a few Toms. Yeah. Uh, hello, sir, and sir with the sexier voice. I shall allow you to decide between yourselves who is who. I missed that one. What was it? What was the greeting? Hello, sir, and sir with the sexier voice. Oh, hello, sir, and sir. Hmm. So we have to decide who's who. Um, I'll play you for it. <laughs> we'll flip a coin at around point. around the hoops around the hoops hoops um thomas says i'm a very recent pistorian with the inspiration to write to you coming from my brother sean being featured in episode 201 the last episode oh yes the live one wow how weird to have correspondence that refers to the previous week's correspondence mad a new world a new dawn has broken, has it not? As you can tell, this shit clearly runs in our family. Unlike my brother's tale, there is no mystery to unravel here, for unfortunately the feces that is the focus came from myself. Ah, oh, a mea pupa. Mea maxima pupa. <laughs> it's a funny thing to be standing there with pants full of shit, waving your hand saying, there's no mystery here. <laughs> Twas I Twas ever I <laughs> Allow me to cast your minds back To my youth 
<laughs> Let me cast your minds back to my youth. Yeah. At okay. the ripe old age of 15. Um, 15. As with any sport, some days... Uh, oh, it's, it's skiing based. He hasn't said this, but it's skiing. Ah. As with any sport, some days are good and some days, well, they, you get the idea. And on this fateful day, I was attending the English Ski Championships in the beautiful Italian town of Bormio. Bormio? Mm. That's where I'm from. Well, with an M. Oh, Bormio. Bormio. Wow. Yeah. Um... Which is where you'll end up getting flights to if you ever develop a speech impediment. <laughs> One flight to Bormio, please. <laughs> Certainly. My nerves were only outweighed by the sickening amounts of lasagna I had consumed the night before. Mm, mm. Perfect. I noted at the time of consumption that something about the lasagna tasted wrong. However, a hungry body needs fuel, and at that point I would have eaten anything that was placed in front of me. Hmm. Mm, it's dangerous. Yeah, you can sometimes just taste when something's off. Yeah, one bite in, you go, oh, that'll be horrible poo later. <laughs> anyway, back to the race. I was one of the first male racers down the slope, so as you can imagine, the start area was packed full of children. Mm. So crowded, in fact, that I had missed the convenient portaloo that had been placed at the top of the run for the competitors. For the pre-run runs. For the pre-run runs. For poop time. Like at an orgy, you understand. <laughs> Not to worry, I thought to myself. I can always go after my run. Oh, how pure and naive is the young mind. <laughs> I clipped myself into my skis and took my place in the line for my race. This was when the first grumble hit and the intense feeling of needing to drop a log suddenly surged over me. Clipped into it's skis, that's feeling. rough. It's a horrible feeling. Mm. When you're trapped into, locked into something. Yeah. Trapped somewhere. Like needing to shit when the roller coaster bars close over you. <laughs> Squeezing um, your gut. In this moment, I was getting to see what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. For I needed to poo, mm. and yet they would not hold the race for me to do so. Ah. Uh. Um, let me take this moment to enlighten you about some lesser known aspects of racing ski racing in order to race you must wear what is referred to as a cat suit so it's a one piece yeah, race that's suit. A sort of yeah yeah stupid sexy flanders yeah exactly yeah. indeed it is questionable for parents and coaches to shove children into these types of things but we move on the suit is skin tight and it was quite a warm day so i'd only worn a pair of boxes underneath to prevent from overheating mm-hmm the first oh, no. of many mistakes Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, back to the races. As the numbers before me slowly passed, so too did the pain within my stomach. Eh? That's good. Oh, okay, it's going down, yeah. To the point where all it felt like I had to do was pass gas. A social faux pas, to say the least, when at the top of a ski race. Hmm. Hmm. You're fine. They're not going to notice it. Yeah, I glanced around to make sure the coast was clear and carefully let one rip. Hmm. The silence in the start area was almost as thick as the smell that had permeated everyone's nostrils. Not only did the smell make me a dead giveaway as the culprit, the third bulge around my butt cheeks was a clear giveaway. 
No. Lump in the suit. Oh, and it's so tight, this clothing. Ugh. Slowly, I sh- uh, that was when my number was called to go next. So they're all taking turns. <laughs> it's time-based, I guess. Slowly, I shuffled my way towards the start box, and as much as I hate to admit it, I locked eyes with everyone I passed. (laughs) (laughs) The shame was unfathomable. I knew what I had done, and so did everyone else. (laughs) However, there was one man on the hill who seemed oblivious to the trail of devastation and skid marks I had left behind me. My coach! Mm. Who shall remain nameless for their sake approached me as I readied myself to push away, wished me luck, and then, still blissfully unaware of what had happened, slapped me right on the arse. No, I knew that's where it was going, and still I wasn't ready. (laughs) Good luck. No. Horrible. Thus creating... What is this, an Ace Ventura movie? (laughs) Creating such a bigger problem. Oh. Such a worse problem now. (laughs) So he says, needless to say, the following race race was run as horrendous as the, what is it? The race was run as horrendous as the contents of my cat suit. Oh, yes. Okay. So the race was as shitty as my, as my cat suit. Sure. Yeah. Um, Once at the bottom, I rushed to the bathroom to dispose of the evidence. When inside a nice private cubicle, I stripped completely nude and threw my now useless boxes into the toilet. The saddest memory of that day was watching the slightly disappointed face of the cookie monster as my boxes span and then disappeared to become the problem of the Italian drainage network. What? He flushed, I don't think it was a flush of boxes. <laughs> yeah, he flushed his fucking <laughs> pants. That's terrible. Remember to keep on Oh, no, that's so it. bad. Thank you, Thomas from Edinburgh. Thank you, Thomas. That's very good stuff. Uh, great, yeah. Great, Thomas. Thomas of the Slopes. Thomas Thank of the you. Slopes. Great story. That's very good. Well, now it's time to go to the VIP ski resort of the Patreon. Yes. Film. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so if you're a patron, we'll see you on Friday. If not, watch us on Dangerous Roads Sunday on Dave at 8 p.m. Sunday. Sunday, Or on UK Sunday. TV Play. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. UK TV Play. All right. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.